Welcome back, everyone, to the Horror Shed Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jared. Down here, we have the infamous South Jersey Jason. We're doing something a little different today. Brian, tell them what we got. Yeah, so tonight we are excited to announce that we have our first celebrity interview, and we would like to thank Stacey Lee and Chris from CNV Promotion for helping to facilitate this awesome interview you're about to watch. We have the lovely Bonnie Dorosky and Shelly Bruce, who uh, were in the 1981 cult classic, The Burning. And we just want to let you guys know that, unfortunately, Shelly was unable to connect to video because she was on vacation. So you'll see, you'll hear her audio, but you won't have video. But we do have Bonnie on video. Jared, I think this was a great first uh celebrity interview and i hope we have more in the future i had a blast i think they had fun i think you had fun and that's all we could ask for yes so enjoy the show guys see it welcome to another episode of the horror shed podcast i'm one of your hosts jared over here down below me this time is the south jersey slasher himself brian as a part of our cropsy series we thought it would be fun to have a conversation with two of the campers from the movie the burning Fortunately for them, they both live to tell the story. Please welcome Bonnie Dorosky and Shelley Bruce. We would like to thank Stacy Lee of CNV Promotions for facilitating this interview. How are you ladies doing tonight? I'm great. Thank you. I'm doing good. Very All right. Good. So um how um so what are you ladies up to this week? Uh are you getting ready for spooky season? <laughs> We're excited. We're getting, getting ready, ready for the drive-in, that's for sure. Yeah, and you know, the drive-in yeah. is uh, 45 minutes from me, but unfortunately, I'm going to be with Jared that day. We're going to a haunt. So, and I've never been to the drive-in. Have you ladies been to the drive-in before, the Mahoney? Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. it's amazing. It's a, pretty, it's a pretty special place. It's, yeah. uh, you know, they show all the, the films in all their original glory. So it's it's a real fun place, and the people there are just the best. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. And we'll yeah. talk about that a little later on. How many times have you been there? I've been um, once. This will be our second time. Oh, okay. So are you guys like an item? Like when you do appearances, you go together? A lot of times, yes. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So uh, I guess you could say like the uh, the character, your characters, you pretty much, do you, do you get into character like when you're at uh, appearances? Yeah, not so much. Oh, not so much. <laughs> well, it depends. It depends. I'll basically do, you know, the shorts and sneakers, kind of like, you know, the look, the tiger look. Right, right, right. But other than that. Gotcha. And I wear pink usually because my character wore pink a lot. And you so. got the glasses still, so. Yeah, they come with the territory. <laughs> all, all right, so we're going to get into this. So we'll start with uh, Shelly first. When did you uh, start your career in acting? Um, I started it actually when I was about six and a half. I went to uh, the dancing school I went to in New Jersey, uh, Dottie Locker School of Dance. The, um, the owners were um, old vaudeville performers, and all their kids were in acting. As a matter of fact, um, their daughter, Robbie Morgan, was in Friday the 13th. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so they're, they're the ones who kind of got me into this and, you know, said to my parents, you know, she's outgoing, she's not afraid of people, she'd be great at this, and that started the whole journey. Do you remember your first, like, audition? Was it for a, a movie, a commercial? Um, I don't remember my first audition. I remember my first commercial, and I remember my first... This, probably my first acting job, believe it or not, was 
an extra in The Godfather. Really? And the day was cold as hell. And I was standing with another little girl and the mom. We were outside the department store. Okay. When they come rushing out of the department store, and we're there with the Santa. And it was so cold, and it would not snow. And the scene called for snow. And back then, they did not have technology that made it look pretty in snow. They put little tiny plastic squares in a fan and blew them. Okay. It was... I remember coming home and saying to my grandmother, I don't want to ever do that again. And then the next audition came and I'm like, okay, let's go. So how, how old you know. were you uh, for that? I was uh, six and a half. Seven, okay. Was that when Al Pacino comes out of the department store or Robert uh-huh. Duvall? Oh, okay. So I'm going to um, go back and watch it. Yeah. Don't blink. You'll miss it. But yeah. <laughs> hey, it's like, it's like me. I don't know if you know, but I am uh, an actor, not SAG though, but my scene was a blink and a miss. I was in a Friday 13th fan film, but oh, we're the director, we're the director, an actor. the director did say I held that coffee mug very well and it only took two takes. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So, um, yeah. you also then progressed to Broadway and you were, uh, cast in, uh, Annie. But you weren't Annie to yeah. begin with. You played another character, correct? Correct. I um I started as um, the orphan Kate. Okay. I created that role on Broadway, and then when Andrea McArdle left to open the show at the West End in London, I took over the title role. And, and you know, back then when we auditioned, Annie was just another audition. It wasn't a hit show or anything. Nobody knew what it was going to be. So. At that point, it was just kind of another audition. And all of my friends from the business that I had become kind of tight with by that time were all auditioning, too. So, And how did that make you feel like your nerves taking over for the originator of Annie? Like she goes off to London and now you're next to line. Yeah, but Andrea and I had been friends. Okay. Since I was seven and she was eight and a half. Oh, so okay. We were okay. really tight and we were good friends and actually we're still really good friends. You know, we hang out all the time and oh, very nice. come to she, my house, I go to hers. Is she like Jersey or New York area? She's in uh she's in Pennsylvania. Oh okay. actually right now she's in Virginia doing 42nd Street. But yeah, she lives in oh, Pennsylvania. Oh, Wow, nice. And Jared, do you have that photo of Shelly as Annie? Yes, we do. There you go. <laughs> look at look at those curls, and you'll see that on. Oh, look when you at watch that wig! I mean, curls. Oh, that wasn't your that wasn't your real hair. Oh. No, because you know what, Annie doesn't have curls until the very like very near end of the show. Okay. And it's a very quick change where Daddy Warbucks tells her to you know tells the the staff to go gussy her up, and I like run off stage with straight hair, and then do a quick change into the red dress and the curly wig, and then come down a staircase. And oh, okay. there's the look. That look doesn't happen until almost the end of the show. Oh, uh, see, you know, I've only watched the movie once, very like when I was a young kid. And uh, actually, here's my six degrees. Um, the actress who played Molly, uh, uh, last name's Kazandi, first name. Yes, I went to school with her mm-hmm. younger sisters. So a little six degrees of separation. And I actually saw her at, uh, she did a uh, NJ Harcon back in April. So it's, oh, it's cool. I think you're talking about the, the one who played Molly in the movie. Mo- yeah. Molly. Yeah. Not I'm sorry. Broadway. Yeah. Not in Broadway. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, all right, Bonnie, let's talk about you. How'd you get into acting? Uh, so I was working, not working. I was doing community theater. Um, and the person who directed me was an actor named Mark Lemura. I was doing, 
uh, production of Wait Until Dark. I don't know if you know that um, film, but it's a, it's a great older film. And uh, he said I should have an agent and I should go to New York. And of course, my mother was like, why do you want to take my daughter to New York? And so she scouted him out and um, and he turned out to be, you know, genuine. And so I went in and met agents and um, started when I was about 13 um, working in New York. Uh, he went on actually to do all my children for years. Okay. He's passed away since then, but he, and he hadn't been doing all my children when he was directing me in the play. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, first I met with a, a commercial agent and, um, I wasn't particularly commercial, so that didn't work out incredibly well. So I was with them for a year, but that was the top children's agency in the city. So that was where we started out. Um, and then I landed at my other agency and manager and um, went on to do a lot of theater, um, straight theater primarily, although I did, um, Robin Finn beat me out for Pepper in the original Annie. <laughs> so I, we, I was at those auditions. <laughs> did you there guys, you did you guys cross yeah. paths? Like, did you meet each other? Did you know each other then? Or was it until the burning you were like, oh yeah, we auditioned uh, for the same play. Yeah, I don't think no, we knew each other before that. Burning. Yeah. Yeah. There were so little... many, it was it was so many little girls in that in Annie that they were trying out. So there was a lot of people auditioning. Now, yeah. we, if for ballpark figure, how many girls do you think auditioned for Annie? Oh gosh. Hundreds like, anyway. I initially. I mean, it went on to be like thousands of girls. Right. But, yeah. Um, I oh, would think well, that. once, once they many. started. Yeah, once they, once they, uh, yeah, once they, once we cast for Broadway, it was, it was more than the normal, because don't forget, they're casting for like six or seven girls. Right. right. So there was a lot of girls, a lot of different age groups. Um, so I, I couldn't even, I don't even remember how many, but I do know once the show opened and was a hit, then it was thousands. Anytime wow. they recast, everybody wanted to be in the show because everybody wanted to be an Annie. Right, right, right. Annie was the... The cool thing back then, it I guess was you could say. The thing, yes. Yeah. I mean, I I was introduced to Annie through a Christmas story, and you know <laughs> the decoder ring. So that that was my introduction to, to oh. Annie. <laughs> All right, moving on, Jared. In 1980, you were cast as Tiger and Marnie in the cult classic The Burning. Did your parents know what the movie was going to be about? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I I don't I don't know that it was as obvious that it was going to be um as R-rated for the nudity and all of that at the time, but that didn't involve me, so mm -hmm. that wasn't an issue and the horror aspect of it wasn't an issue at all. I mean, and I was an adult at that point, so um you know, it wasn't yeah. I mean, that they, they they were excited because you were about yeah. 19 yeah, when production started. So. And, yeah. and uh, Shelly, you were like 15, right? Yeah, my mom was actually mom on set. Oh, okay. Okay, so she was she overprotective, was the, she right? Was the, uh, yeah, I mean, back then, the, the laws and the restrictions and the protections weren't what they are now by any means, but there was still had to be like an adult basically kind of representing the kids or, you know, watching for the kids. So, yeah. Yeah, because my I mom think... was my mom was that 
they didn't get strict until maybe after the incident on the Twilight Zone movie with the um mm-hmm. when um I can't um I uh, forget the actor's name. It's uh, Jennifer Jason Leigh's father was killed along with the two child actors, and unfortunately, oh, the, the director yeah. didn't. He did not follow any guidelines when it came to having the children. So, I think that's when it came a little bit more stricter. Do you remember like the audition process? Like for both of you, was there? Uh, did you get the the roles on your first take, or did you have to do callbacks? There were definitely callbacks. Oh, I mean, I was I was yeah. always up for Marnie. Um, I have I have my script with the you know highlighted lines from the audition scene. Um, I remember sitting in. I don't I don't know why I remember sitting in an office auditioning. I mean, I I distinctly remember the office. Um, and yeah, there were definitely callbacks with the director, um, Tony. What about you, Shelley? Uh, did you have callbacks? I think so. You know, I don't, I honestly don't remember. Okay. <laughs> I gotta yeah. be honest. I had just, you know, I had, uh, you know, not that long before wrapped up Annie and, you know, okay. did another show up at good speed and then, you know, rolled into this. So I honestly don't remember the audition process. Um, I mean, I remember like meeting everybody and, and, and that kind of stuff, but I don't remember the audition process. Did did you ladies do anything to prepare for your role, like kind of get into character or because I mean, like Tiger was like to me when I watched the movie, she was like too young, a little younger. I mean, to me, you look younger than 15 in the movie. You look like you're 12. Yeah. So I figured you were like your character was the one that wanted to hang out the older girls. You were smoking cigarettes. And then Marnie, (laughs) you were like the girl next door looking, you know, the you know, the cute blonde with the glasses. I called you Marnie, my God, Bonnie. <laughs> but Marnie was the cute, the okay. cute blonde with the glasses hanging out with the older girls, you know? So did you do anything? Because the Tiger character is uh, 180 from Annie. So did you do anything to kind of get into character for your auditions, if you remember? Um, No, because you know what? It was supposed to be just um, kids at a summer camp. You know, it was that vibe. So... Uh, you know, there was nothing really special to do to prepare for it. Um, you know, it's, Annie was, you know, Annie was just uh, such a different role. But, you know, being in acting for so long, uh, you know, you kind of just rolled with the punches and that's what this role is and that's what this role is. And this was is kind of a um, looked like a really fun thing because I knew I was going to be hanging out, you know, at a summer camp and, and doing all this filming, although I do have a bug phobia, so that was difficult for me. Oh gosh. <laughs> I've gotten yeah. better over the years, but back yeah. then. So back uh, then I was like, ah. So Jared, we kind of blended to Yeah, that's fine. Four. I'll okay. I'll hop into the next one. Yeah, sure. So you both are Jersey girls from North Jersey, near New York mm-hmm. City. Did you know about the legend of Cropsey, the urban legend? I didn't. I didn't. No. No. Yeah, because uh, no, yeah, yeah, until, we, I mean, New Jersey has audition. so many of its own. We have, you know, the New Jersey Devil and Hookerman, yes. and you know, we have so many of our own that I don't think, at least for me, the New York ones were not on my radar. Okay, yeah, because during yeah. my research, um, it said that some of the cast members 
who were lived in the area knew about the legend of Cropsey, uh, you know, the urban legend of Staten Island. And we got um, Jared Cranky from the Death Curse Society watching on the Twitch. Uh, he said, what's up, guys? Good get for an interview. Um, <laughs> Jared Cranky, uh, his Death Curse Society, they're a bunch of awesome, uh, great bunch of awesome guys. Um, yeah, so you're... The reason we wanted you ladies on there is because we're doing a series of Cropsey, uh, the urban legend at Staten Island. And it begins with when Geraldo Rivera, his big break was he did an investigative report into Willowbrook Institution in Staten Island. Uh, a doctor gave him the keys and people didn't know the, the horrendous stuff that was going on in the institutions. And this is what made Geraldo famous. The um, institution was then, you know, shut down. The... Um, some of the people that still live there were living in the tunnels. And uh, in the, this was like in the late 60s going into the 70s. And then murder started happening. And there was a guy that was, he was never convicted of all 12 murders, but he's, in our pod. He's linked he's, to all the kidnappings. He's, all, he's linked to all the kidnappings. Mm. Like everywhere the, the kids were last seen, he was in the area. And he was a, oh. um, he was a, um, janitor and an orderly at the institution so for the character of Cropsey and the burning they took the name from the urban legend for the killer in the movie so we're doing like a whole oh, series wow. on that wow yeah. that's really interesting i had heard that it was a a campfire story from upstate boys camps hmm. well um, yeah they they probably used because they the, stuck, the, they it evolved into that yes because the parents would tell the kids don't go over into those woods or Cropsey will get you. So that's how it kind of evolved. I remember going to summer camp for Boy Scouts. We had our own boogeyman per se, you know? So when I was mm -hmm. a camper, like they would play, they would scare you at night. And then when I got to be a camp counselor, I got to do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. So you're casting the burning. And when you watch the movie, there's a lot of great soon to be, named actors we have um jason alexander who played dave and i have to say that is his audition for um george costanza like <laughs> his he's like a young george costanza um and then we have brian backer who played alfred who i remember him mm -hmm. from um fat times of richmond high i associated yep. with his character in that movie when i was in high school uh, we have Fisher Stevens as Woodstock. I loved his character in the movie. I need my vitamin E. And then we have uh, <laughs> Holly Hunter, who I can't pick out. I've watched it a couple of times, and I can't like pick it, pick her out. The one with um, the bangs. The uh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, she literally was like just off the bus. Yeah, oh, I mean, okay. she was just so so new to the business and everything. So, did you know, like, when you? were working with these actors and actresses like did you when you meet them they're like yeah they, there's something about them i was always incredibly impressed with jason alexander i mean he was so funny he improvised a lot of what oh, he did, did he? In the okay. movie. yeah i mean it was supposed to be funny but a lot of the shtick that he did was stuff that he um and fisher stevens and um some of the other guys they just they they made up um, to make it more funny than than what was written in the script. Um, so that was really impressive. Uh, I mean, I, I you know, Holly didn't have much of a part, so it was hard to really tell that she was she was as talented as she is because she didn't do much. 
Right, right. What about you, Shelly? Do you have any, like, do you have any, like, did you have any moments with any of those actors? And you were like, yeah, they're... they're I, I just remember, I just remember that they were, like, because, I, like I said, I was only 15. So I kind of, was, you know, and I did the whole Broadway thing and all. I was still a kid. And, you know, they were all just so nice. And, you know, they didn't treat me like I was just a kid. They treated me like I was, like, one of the group. Mm-hmm. And I even remember, like, they, Jason is just such a sweet, sweet person. I mean, he wrote everybody letters, uh, you know, oh, at, wow. at the end of the filming and stuff. And, okay. You know, just really, really sweet. And Fisher, I mean, Fisher was great. I mean, they were just such a great group of people. Right. My introduction to Fisher's. Just, what's that? I'm sorry. No, I just said it was just such a great experience. Yeah, my introduction to Fisher Stevens was when he was in um, Short Circuit, of course. Right. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I guess I didn't discover the burning until, you know, I was in high school. So I grew up like, you know, I, I watched horror movies, but it wasn't, I didn't hear about the burning until, you know, my like 15, 16. Um, all right, mm-hmm. so Jared, we are on number six. six yeah. So talk to us about the production of The Burning. It was filmed in New York State around the Buffalo and North Tonawanda area. You filmed at an actual summer camp in the late summer. Was it closed at the time or were there kids about? Oh, it was it was no, closed. They, yeah, they were all closed camps. But they bust in um, some kids as extras, I I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like like the mess, like the, the dining hall and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, 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 it was just, it, they were all abandoned sites. They were not up and running camps. Oh, it was an abandoned camp. Okay. You well, know, they and, were just, yeah. you know, they weren't, they weren't the work. It wasn't a working camp. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. We, we filmed at a bunch of different areas. Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing. I can't find any locations on those camps because normally I can hunt like where it is and like Camp Crystal Lake. Oh, and, well, you know what? Hmm. Remind me. Send okay. me, you send me an email and I, I have all the call sheets. Yeah. Oh, so I have awesome. the actual location. Oh, that would a be lot great. of them right now. But if I was home, I would pull them out. Oh, yeah, not yeah. a problem. Because a lot of them were Boy Scout camps, I think. What is it with harm and Boy Scout camps? Because <laughs> 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 uh, Jared and I uh, recently started doing um, filming locations for movies. So our first one was Friday the 13th, and we got a really good um, feedback from it. So we want to continue with other. Mm-hmm. So that'd be awesome. Yeah. So I'll uh, I'll have um I'll talk with Stacy and we'll connect that way. That's that's awesome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Because Thank I can you. give you I can give you like whatever information that we had from the call sheet. That is awesome. And maybe uh, we can work something out and get you girls up there too. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um. How long was Sorry production? That. That's okay. How long was production? Do you remember? Six or eight weeks. Um, I wasn't... think it was really short. Not even. Yeah, Not even that. Maybe three or four. Long. Yeah. It was a fast. Yeah, we went to Buffalo budget. first. Yep. Yeah, we went to Buffalo first, just kind of like a hotel setting, just to I think do like read throughs and stuff like that. And I remember Tom Savini had a whole suite, and I was just like, I'm was always totally into like how it's all done. Right. And I just loved watching his process. He had just books upon books like medical books and stuff all about burns trying to get the burns like to look exactly right and then i remember he had betsy palmer's head from friday the 13th and we played i played basketball in in his suite with it oh nice (laughs) so that was like one of our uh questions down so you got to spend some time with tom what was it like i mean because he was still 
fairly new, we'll say, you know, um, he wasn't as popular as he is now. But like, like, what was it? How was he on set? Like, uh, did, was he did he like um, he was great? Yeah, yeah. he yeah. was really nice. Oh, yeah. Like I said, you know, he welcomed like for me, he welcomed me into the suite to watch what he was doing and, you know, and, and see what was going on. So he wasn't he wasn't like, don't touch, don't do this. He was he was very welcoming and inclusive. That's awesome. Are you, are you looking back? Are you upset that you didn't get your own prosthetic head, like your head chopped off or anything? <laughs> well, you know what? I always laugh because I said, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I was 15. So, you know, I read through the script and, and this and that. I never realized how close I was to quote unquote death until I actually saw it, the, the like the dailies. Right. And saw it on film once they put the shadow and the shears all in. Okay. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. He was that close? Not, you know, obviously he wasn't that close, but I'm like, wow, like I didn't realize that my character was like that close. Oh, very nice. Um, all right. So let me see where are we at. Seven. Okay. So, all right. So I have to talk about this scene when you ladies are on the floating dock towards the beginning of the movie. The one <laughs> thing that um, really sticks out to me is you're on a floating dock, but everyone's dry. You have your glasses on. <laughs> like the only thing I can surmise is ah, you were out there for a while and you dried off. But uh, that was a great scene with um, Glazer because, uh, you know, he uh, pushes Brian Becker into the, the lake. He can't swim or is not a great swimmer. So they shoot him with right. a um, pelican. Do you like how mm -hmm. was how was that? What was that day like if you remember filming that scene? Hot. 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 It was hot. Hot. Because we were stuck out there on the platform while they were yeah. filming there was no shade there was no nothing it was hot and you're a redhead did you get you didn't get burned did you no okay got I got the best Italian tan blood. did you I got the best tan oh, yeah. I've ever gotten doing that movie oh, oh yeah wow. thankfully thankfully I'm fair-skinned but I have a Italian background I'm Irish Italian okay. and German so yeah I tan so that so, was a good I mean, thing but I'm I remember surprised. with with that scene, what I remember is it took a long time to shoot. So by the time they did some of the stuff with the guys in the water, it was actually dark and cold and like not fun. <laughs> right, right. I'm surprised yeah. they like to make it kind of continuity because you're on a lake. Hey, girls, it's getting hot. Let's, you know, dip in the lake for a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's what just stood out to me. You're all dry. Your hair looks great. You got your glasses <laughs> on. <laughs> that's funny. That's great. You want to head to the next one, Brian? You got any more questions about that scene? Oh, no, we're good. All yeah. right. I'm just double checking. Let's talk about the scene in which the man-made raft is found by your characters and the other campers. Do you recall filming that scene and the aftermath of everyone being in shock? And do you remember if Tom Savini was on set during that scene? Uh, when the um, raft floats back and yes, and, yeah, and Fisher Stevens comes no. up. I remember that um, he was there. I remember him um, coming in with Fisher with the, all the makeup on from from being dead. Um, I don't know. Were you so? In that so scene? that Maybe. was actually Fisher's body. It wasn't like a, a dummy. It was Fisher's. Cup. Yeah, he uh, made up Fisher Stevens. Okay, dead. That looked really good. He actually too. personally floated up and did that whole thing himself. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember, I remember just being, oh my God, how much longer do I have to cry? <laughs> I think I, wasn't I like yes. hugging Amy's leg? 
like wrapped so, around Amy's yes, yes, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, is a good question I like to ask. And, you know, I asked Dee Williams this and her, you know, her, like, how do you go from being scared to being, you know, happy or sad? And she's like, I'm an actress. But crying to me <laughs> seems like the hardest thing to do. Like, what do you, how do you set yourself up to cry? Well, you kind of just think of something sad. Okay. I guess. And then kind of like. The story was, I mean, this, you know, all our friends died. Right. There's this dead body floating around and everybody, it's gross and scary. And so I just thought about the scenario and how would I react to that? Um, My go-to, yeah, my go-to is anything. Yeah, my go-to, I mean, the instantly make me cry would be anything to do with my my animals, you know, if I lost them or something. Yeah. That'd be my go-to. Yeah. I think I think that'd be a good Yeah, prior, everybody's but... got their yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got their own kind of trigger. Um yeah. and, and the thing is is once thing is once somebody starts, it's then a little easier to kind of like fall into it because if somebody else is crying and then you're like, oh my God. And then like, you know what I mean? It's like kind of like the, the opposite of when somebody laughs and everybody can't stop laughing. Right. So right, as yeah. long as you concentrate on that, it, it kind of, it kind of helps. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's, um, so I had the opportunity to uh, co-direct a short fan film for Friday 13th. And we had, uh, you know, we had two actors from New York that were in our movie and it was so awesome to see them work. Like I've, like mm-hmm. I learned a lot from behind the scenes and, uh, Colin is just a comedian, but but his character was, it was like, you know, uh, he was a comedian, but also like uh, the loving boyfriend and we're joking. And as soon as I yell action, he's like in his character. And it's just so cool to see yeah. you guys practice your art, how you can just turn it on like that. I could never yeah. do and that. You know what you have to, you have to, when you're doing a movie, because a play is continuous. You know, it goes from point A to B to B and the emotions flow with that. When you do a movie, you're not necessarily filming in an order. Right. Yes. So you could be filming things that, you know, happen at the end of the movie. And then, you know, you know, three days later, you're you're filming something from the middle or, you know, so it's it's all juxtapositioned out of place. So it's a totally different mindset to do those things because you kind of have to do it just scene by scene and keep in mind what your character's done in the past or will do in the, in the past. So. So, yeah. uh, so did you get a chance to see uh, Lou David who played Cropsey in makeup? I never saw Lou on set. Oh, okay. That's okay. I didn't, I never saw him either. I didn't meet him until one of the, I think all of his to. scenes. Yeah. All of his scenes were, were filmed at a different time than when mm-hmm. we were doing our scenes. Okay. Um, what did you think of his makeup when you went and saw the movie? Oh, I thought I, I thought it was great. Like I said, yeah. I had spent time with Tom and, right. and watching him. Like I'm like, yeah. oh wow, that looks like that picture in the book. Oh, I remember, cool. you know. So it was yeah. really cool. I I love all that stuff. So yeah. Okay. This next question, Jared is going to do. Uh, this is an enticing one. Oh boy. So. <laughs> Did you guys have any onset crushes while filming the burning? Shelly. <laughs> Do I really have to answer this? 
<laughs> you don't. I mean, if you don't want to say the name, I had a, you just say I had a teenage ass. romance. Never mind a crush. Oh, okay. I had this... a teenage romance with uh, the director's son was over from England spending the summer. Oh, he with wooed his dad. you with that accent. Oh my God! Yeah, he was adorable. I'm a sucker for an accent, was, okay. even back then. Yeah, he was adorable. even back then. Fraser, yeah. Fraser was wonderful. We hung out, which is probably why I don't remember a lot of the other stuff because I was just like hanging out with Fraser all the time when I wasn't filming. Well, Fraser even sounds <laughs> yeah. suave and I know, you know, gentlemanly yes. from England. Exactly. Did Did he introduce you to like it's tea time and biscuits or whatever they do? No, you, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. He's a nothing... teenage boy from London now. Okay. What about you? As I had my first, right. I, I, I had my first kiss on the uh, banks of the Erie. Oh, with uh, Frazier? Uh-huh. Oh, that's very memorable, though. Okay. What yep. about you? I keep yeah. calling you Marnie, Bonnie. Uh, what about yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Did you have any <laughs> no, questions? I, it's the knee. It's, it's the knee. Yeah. Yeah. It's the bond, um, you know, Bonnie, Marnie. Yeah. Hard, it's hard to keep Barney, it straight. Whatever. <laughs> um, you know what? I I I did. I mean, I think that I thought the guys were really cute. Um, I I really liked Jason Alexander, but he was like he was on another level. He was very older. He, he seemed older, and he was very serious about his work. Um, so he he wasn't messing around as much as some of the how old, younger people. How old was he? Do you know when he during filming? Was he like twenty, like around that? Mm, no, he was. Uh, I want to say tw like twenty. Well, if I was nineteen, he was he was like twenty two or twenty three. Okay, okay. Yeah, there was a real range of ages. It was really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, um. So I mean, I mean, come on, Glazier, you didn't have the hots for him. Walking around those little, <laughs> no. you know, in his slim trunks. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, looking at Glazier's character and the look of him, Jared, I think they, um, for Stranger Things, they kind of mirrored his look with the guy we were talking about, Lance uh, Don Cray. What's, what was his name? Billy. Billy, yeah. So that's huh. who Glazier reminded me of, Billy from Stranger Things. A little bit, Things. yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's interesting. Right. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And I, right. on a side note that had nothing to do with the crush, um, Ned Eisenberg and I had worked together previously. Um, we had both, well, I was an extra. I think he had a part. I'm not sure. But we both worked on The Wanderers together. Okay. Okay. I've yeah. heard of that. Yeah. Which oh, is very... interesting. So uh, he was the only person that I knew when I came on set. So that kind of made you feel a little... Just, oh, it's now, just kind of like, oh, good, you know, old home. Someone to yeah. uh, enjoy their company and make things a little easier until you get to know the rest of the cast and crew. Yeah, but I mean, it was pretty easy to get no, get to know everybody. I, I now, the, one thing I, the one thing that I did notice, and maybe you can confirm this, there were some scenes towards the end of the movie that were supposed to be at night, but it looked like it was shot during like early morning with just like the sound of crickets was yes. that yeah yeah day okay. for night yeah, yeah they yeah. had gotten back then it was called day for night film okay so right. yeah, they special, did a, a special filming big scene was done during the day okay yeah all right um, yeah we had right. no we had no scenes at night okay Oh, really? No, that's not true. The campfire was at night yeah yeah and that was a and that was a great I love that campfire scene. That was yeah. that was really good. I love that scene. It was good. That was the last thing I shot. Okay. And then they sent me home. And then, of course, you have the scene 
where somebody calls somebody else Marnie. Do they call you Marnie? No, I forget who they call Marnie. But oh, there was supposed to be yeah, one scene with that? where somebody That's sees funny. the canoe or says something like that. There's oh, I think one isn't, that, uh, isn't that the Michelle? Doesn't Michelle do that? Isn't Leah? Yeah, I think so. And wasn't Leah else. when she was up on the porch? No, or it's not like on up the porch, on the deck it's or like something. On the water, but anyway, oh, I had okay. already left, and they and they shot somebody else and used my character's name. Oh, okay. Um, but the last thing I shot was was the campfire scene. Okay, and you know I read that um, because of the budget, a lot of the actors and actresses, the clothes that we see wearing in the film is your own clothes. <laughs> um, and the one thing I did ca- that caught my attention was the clothes everyone wore for the floating raft scene for both the guys and the girls were the same clothes as the canoeing when you were canoeing to the spot. Was that shot in the same day, or do you remember if that was shot like right around the same time? I just remember I had well, two outfits, and that's it. I had two. I had one pair of shorts and two shirts: a blue shirt and a pink shirt. And the blue shirt I, I wore remember. when we were in the main, like before we left on the trip. Okay. And then I wore a bathing suit in the canoe scene. Yes, your Baywatch yeah. bathing yeah. suit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I remember I remember it like I had an old pair of jeans because again, like you said, budget was like mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. So and they're like, all right, like we need we need to cut these in short. And they would cut them and they'd have me put them on. They go, oh, no, they're not short enough yet. And then they cut them and then I'd put them on. No, they're not short enough yet. And then they'd cut them and I'd put them on and they'd be like, Oh, okay, we're done. And I'm like, Yeah, they can't get any shorter. They were yeah, like, like easy dudes. They were so short. And then Brian Backer, like Alfred, all he wore were was jeans and flannel, like in the summertime. You yeah, know, I'm like, you can even in one well, scene he's even sweating. That that just added to his character's quirkiness and you know weirdness. Yes, yeah, and it was a good. He was a good red herring, you know, because you were like, yeah. oh yeah, was he? Wasn't he? But I felt bad for him though. He was just like antisocial, and Glazer was picking on him, and he didn't want to oh, be yeah. there. And um, you know, that the, the head camp counselor, I forget his was it Todd. Todd was his the character's name. Right. Like he was a little rough with him. I mean, yeah. Camp counselors, you're supposed to be compassionate. And <laughs> I mean, you can't do that in today. I mean, it was different back in the 80s. Obviously, oh, no. you can't do that today. Yeah, but even exactly. still, yeah. I'm like, dude, give him a break. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Um, I remember Jason Alexander uh did uh had a, a shirt on when he went swimming because okay. he had a hairy chest and, and they didn't want back. a teenager oh, right. to have a hairy chest. And he yeah. also wanted his shirt to have, which is really funny when you think about the movie in the end. He wanted his shirt to have a 69 on it, but it has a 96 instead. So they compromised. That's but I like don't the know why they didn't let him have a 69 in the reminds, content of the movie. <laughs> that reminds yeah, me exactly. of um the song Pretty Fly for a White Guy. I went I wanted he wanted a tattoo. He asked for a 13, but they drew a 31. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, exactly. gosh. Um, okay, so the film opened on May 8th, 1981. While it, you know, it wasn't, it didn't do well at the box office because everyone's like, oh, it's Friday the 13th. It has lived on as a cult classic. 42 years going strong. Uh, how does it feel to be a part of a franchise that 
it gets all this love. It's great. You know what? I, I didn't it. even, yeah, I didn't, I never realized all the things like surrounding the release and all that um, until, no, I'm really going to date myself, until I had these fans um, on like an Annie fan site and they kept asking me to start a MySpace. And I was oh like, I don't gosh. know. Why. Well, we want, yeah, I know. Well, this was before, you know, Facebook was popular. Everybody's on MySpace. So I, all right, fine. We want to keep up with you. You know what you're doing. I'm like, okay, started a MySpace and all of these burning fans found me there. That's awesome. And I was like, wow. And I had no idea what a cult classic it was until then, because I mean, a couple months after it was released, I ended up in the hospital. I was battling leukemia. So the whole release and whatever happened to the movie went right over my head. I was otherwise occupied. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't until years later with the MySpace that I was like, wow. And people were like, you don't know, do you? And I'm like, no, what? I mean, I had a fan um, that was in from England not that long ago. And we went and we had a pint because he said, when I have to come, I have to have a pint with Tiger. Was it so Frazier? We was it Frazier? Brewery. <laughs> huh? Was yeah, it Frazier? No. <laughs> no, sadly, no. <laughs> no, he's on my LinkedIn, okay? So okay. tells you where that relationship went. <laughs> yeah, I remember. But, uh, you know, he's telling me all the nuances about the burning and how when it was released over in Europe, that it was released. And he like he rented it, you know, when you used to have to go to the store and rent mm-hmm. cassettes. He went and he rented it, and he was like, "Oh my gosh, this movie is amazing!" And like a couple weeks later, he went back with his friends and rented it again, <laughs> and like half of the scenes were cut. Oh, really? Because oh, we were like blacklisted. Oh yeah. In yeah. Europe, and they totally cut the movie, and he's like. Dude, what happened? He goes, they came one day, they collected every copy, and then they came back a week later and gave us all new copies. Wow. So yeah. But like I like even this many years later, I'm still learning this stuff. Yeah, it's crazy the the European, like their MPAAs, you know, and I'm glad yeah. Yeah. we grew up in the United States because even though the MPA here does cut a lot of the great stuff out, it's not as bad as overseas. Uh, man, my space. Well, our take- first rating was an X. Really? Because of the gore. Oh, yeah. Because oh, wow. of the gore. Okay. So they had yeah. to re edit to get us from an X to an R. Wow. Okay. I did not yeah. know yeah. that. Oh, wow. It's, yeah. You learn something new every day. Yeah, um, but- it was a video oh, nasty yeah. in, in England. Okay. Yeah. So- on the video nasties list. So, um, video nasty. That's, I mean, Bonnie, what about you? It's so English. <laughs> 42 years and you know it's a cult classic and how does that make you feel to be part of you it you know i love it i mean i think it's i think it's amazing i i talked uh the other day actually to a class of um kids that are actors and um and they're like what's what's your most famous thing that you ever did and you know i said well do, do you want to know the thing that i thought i did that that had the most theatrical uh quality or do you want to know the thing that i'm most known for and i said there's two different (laughs) things i did a play that had theatrical renown but i did the burning which everybody knows i mean it just it lives on and it's and it's um 
you just never know when you do something what's what's going to be something that lives like that yeah um, my, I mean, my it's, um, it's exactly. not, and it's not lost that you know that that now it's known because it's it's the Weinstein's first film too. I mean, so it's got yeah. you know well, yeah, that's it, true. It, it keeps growing in its in its <laughs> notoriety or yeah, or, or all these hidden gems. Yeah, <laughs> yes. um, my friend Dave Brown is he's a huge The Burning fan, and we were talking a couple of weeks, well, maybe a month ago, and he's like. You know, while it's not, you know, it didn't do well at the box office, he's like, it deserved a sequel, you know, because because you really didn't see a lot of Cropsy until the end. And at least in the fan film world, I'm sure one could get done. And Dave's always writing stories and and outlines. And um, that was like he, he wrote, like, I think a, a rough draft of like an outline. And there's actually a really good um, uh, mask creator in. Can Canada, Kyle Hukalak, he does silicone. And because mm-hmm. uh, I had asked Dave, I said, Do you know anyone who does cropsy masks that are like legit looking? He said, Oh, yeah, you want to, if you want one, you got to go to Kyle because it's silicone. Um, it looks much better than the latex because that was like on one of my list of possible future cosplays. Um, <laughs> you know, I just, I just need to get like a fake blowtorch, but I can't bring that to a convention. Um, okay. So, okay. All right. So, um, Real quick to MySpace and and um Shelly, did you have this issue too? Two things that always bug me. Who's my top six friends? And then what song am I gonna put on my profile? <laughs> <laughs> Why well, actually the funny thing is is I actually had uh no idea about putting a song on my okay. profile. I had no idea. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I actually had a fan at the time who had friended me on MySpace. And he created this amazing clip of me singing Maybe from Annie. Oh, huh. And he, he embedded a picture and he said, here, go to this part in your MySpace and just copy and paste. He wrote the code. Okay. And I plopped it in there. His name is William West. And we're actually really good friends this many years later. But oh, nice. you know, how many years ago was my face right. right yeah yeah gosh can you believe it's like but now almost... we're now we're like we're really good friends so <laughs> um so rick Poulton of the Funny. whole damn enchilada said um he would have loved the sequel he thought it could have been a great franchise yeah oh, yeah yeah and we i mean i always we, we joked because you know we were smarter than cropsy and we escaped so we should be in the sequel absolutely morning saved the day yes yes <laughs> yes <laughs> There you go. There, I, I love it. All right, let's get let's get someone on the phone and start writing that. All right, Jared, you're up. There with, you go. Uh, number eleven. All right, this is probably more or for twelve. I'm sorry, twelve. Yeah, twelve. This is probably more for uh, Shelley since uh, Bonnie was older. But did your parents take you to see the movie when it came out? What were their reactions, as well as any of the friends that might have seen it that you had at the time? Oh, well, you know what? Like I said, I was totally into the whole genre. And I I remember seeing Jaws when I was probably 14. You know, so as long as it wasn't, you know, X-rated. R-rated stuff, yeah, you know, it depended on the movie. But I was already there on set, so I already saw it all. (laughs) You know, I already saw it. That's right, your mom was was on set, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And my mom, it was interesting because my mom also helped 
and like kind of like talked some of the younger actors through some stuff too that weren't kids. Right. I remember, um, you know, I just remember um, when they had to do the um, the scene in the water, and um, um. Oh my gosh, her name just went right out of my head. Bonnie, help I know. me out here. I can't remember her name either. I was trying to think of it before. The girl who played Karen. Anyway, the I, scene I with Karen in the water. Yeah, Carolyn. Yeah, yeah. Carolyn Houlihan. Carolyn, yes. Yes. Um, like Carolyn was didn't realize, I guess, when she took the part that she would have to do the nudity. Mm-hmm. So she was very and the funny thing is, my mom, I always I remember this so clearly, my mom being like it's so backward. She was more worried about the top half nudity than from the waist down nudity, which was so <laughs> opposite of what most people would think. But, yeah. you know, my mom was great because, you know, she sat with her and talked to her and, you know, yeah. helped, you know, get her through it. And, you know, and basically was even an advocate at times for anybody nice. who needed it. So so your mom was like the mom to a lot of the, the cast on set. Oh, yeah. Was she like when the scene was done filming, did she have the robe and, you know, immediately put it on her? Or, um... No, 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 no. <laughs> oh. We really we weren't in, we weren't on set for that. That was a closed uh, set. So it was only oh, the people who needed gotcha, to be there. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so, but, you know, she, just, about... she was part one of the gang. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Bonnie, what about you? Um, what was your experience like going to see the uh, the film and the movies with your friends or family? I, I actually think I went by myself. Um, I went in New York City because that's where it was playing. And I remember there were next to no people in the theater. Oh, really? And there was yeah. no there was no screening or anything like that. So. Right. Well, did they? Do you remember if they? I mean, I don't know. Guess you know, I was very young when that came out. Was there a lot of promotion for this? I guess not. I don't uh, think so. No, I don't think so. It's I mean, a limited low Right. And it's, it's it's a shame because, like, if you think about like Friday the Thirteenth, um, the way that they market it, they they announced it even before they had a script uh, in yeah. like the village. Um, and it's a shame that the uh, producers kind of, you know, cause I know they wanted to be like next Friday 13th and kind of did that and kind of, you know, it's a shame because yeah. What could have been if they did it properly, even if the, though it was low. Yeah. Budget, yeah. I think it was, I, I think it was just as anything, a money issue. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But and I just I, wish I, I was just to say, I remember that, that soon after it sort of died out in the U.S. that it was very popular in Japan. Yeah, yeah, and that's usually that's the way kind of it a is life too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. You know what? When we did, um, we did a thirty fifth, um, thirty fifth reunion in Tampa at like a little mini horror show that had three movies that were all doing anniversaries or were having anniversaries. I remember somebody showed up with something from Japan. It was like yeah. a whole book like it, like as if you went to the theater and got a playbill except oh, it was wow. even bigger than that but it was a whole book when you went to see the burning that's like, cool wow that's I, crazy. I love looking at um international promotional like posters yeah. for horror movies is in my opinion they're so mm-hmm. much cooler than american yeah. and, and um and i wish i grew up in that era to experience these movies when they came out like seeing the pictures of people online for the exorcist or jaws like yeah you don't you don't get that unfortunately today and no and you know i unfortunately um 
I don't enjoy movies. I don't think they're the same as they were 40 years ago. I don't, I don't know. I, mm -hmm. you know, I love watching movies. That's my pastime, but I just think Hollywood's kind of run out of stories and I'm just tired of reboots and re-imaging like something original, please. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's fascinating that, you know, we have CGI now. So Tom Savini's um, craft and artwork is just not something that you see anymore. So no, it's, and yeah, you know, it's really yeah. special. It's amazing how far advanced we are in CGI and some of these, the graphics are so corny looking. I prefer yeah. practical over CGI. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. No, I totally agree. It's like you say, it's an art. Like it's yeah. an art to make mm -hmm. you believe that stuff. Exactly, exactly. All right, so we want to know a little bit about life after the burning. Uh, so, uh, Shelly, uh, what did you do after the burning? You continued in Broadway, of course. No. No? I thought you did. No. No? So no. when I... Oh, I, ended I, up, I, ended up, I ended up in the hospital when I was 16. Oh. I was in uh, Sloan Kettering. I had leukemia. So you, you quit acting or you took a hiatus for a while? Well, yeah, I had to. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. To so when you got healthy, did you resume acting or did you? I did um, for a bit. I, I did a, I did a little bit and I think it was more to prove to myself that I could still do it. Okay. So, okay. you know, I did, I did a, like an off-broadway cabaret show. I did, you know, some other small stuff. I did uh, The Wizard of Oz. Oh, who'd you and, play in the uh, Wizard West of Oz? Music Fair. Yeah. Who'd you That's, play in? Uh, Westbury play... and Valley Forge. Yeah. Did you? Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice, nice. Now, did you write a memoir? Yeah. I did. Or... You did. Okay. I did. That was, at the, that was at the urging of um, Dr. Lee Salk, who was a friend at the time. And okay. he said, you know, you need to do this. Um, it's very cathartic. And you need to do this because you've just gone through something that's you know, very traumatic. Mm -hmm. But when you go through something like that, you don't really pay attention. You just go through it. You do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And you get day to day to day to day. You don't really process it. So I remember I was doing a show at upstairs at O'Neill's just off of Times Square. And Dr. Salk was wonderful. He, he found me a wonderful ghostwriter. Okay. And she and I would sit in between like rehearsals and stuff, I'd go downstairs to the restaurant and people must have thought, what the hell was going on? I'd be bawling my eyes out. <laughs> because when you're forced to look back at what you had to do to get through any given day, when you're in a hospital for six weeks, mm. it's pretty crazy because you really don't, you don't pay attention. You're just worried about getting to the next day. Right. Okay. So it was, uh, yeah. It was, it was quite, it, he was, he was absolutely right. He was, he was so right that I really needed to do that to help me really process what I had been through. Good. And you've been um, healthy ever since, correct? Yeah. Like, yeah. Good, good, good for you. Good, yep. good, good, good. Yeah. Cause back then there was no, there was no registry. Okay. There was no bone marrow registry and nobody in my family matched me. Oh, wow. So. Had I come out of remission and needed a bone marrow transplant, I would not be talking to you right now. Oh, okay. Wow, gosh. Yeah. What about, what about you, Bonnie? Um, what was life after burning for you? Uh, I mean, I kept auditioning for a while. Uh, I did uh, uh, plays for Living Play, which which was about teen pregnancy. 
um, then lots of auditions and that type of thing. And then when I was 21, I moved to Michigan and sort of stopped acting. I thought perhaps I'd work out of Michigan, um, but Detroit has auto shows and Kmart and that wasn't anything <laughs> that suited me. So I didn't end up doing much of anything there. Um, I'm, I now work as a talent agent for kids. Wow. So okay. um, yeah, I'm still in the, in the industry. Uh, I got my feet in the industry still. How long have you been doing that for? Since 94. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, long um, while. So being a talent scout, how, I mean, do you like, obviously the, you do it for children. So the parent comes to you, but is it like a baseball scout? Would you go to, if you hear about a play, would you go see yeah. them perform? Okay. Exactly. And that, and then, or, or go to a school where they're doing presentation or that type of thing. But a lot of the people that come to us are by referral. Okay. Uh, at this point. Um, yeah. Okay. Very yeah. nice. So it's nice to get to see, you know, young kids starting out in their career. Um, right. What are the age, age ranges? Um, we start at five, pretty much. I mean, I'm, I'm an amazing four-year-old maybe, but because we deal with kids that perform and act, they 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 can't really do that before that right. age. Okay. And then um, we represent people up at this point now, people want to stay with our agency. So up into their like 30s, um, we have okay. some adults as well, but now, we're, we're known for being a young adult young i'm sure when we had covid that was you were working from home if that right yes covid it's very interesting actually because covid covid theater shut down and there was still some tv and film because they could control the set um now tv and film is strike and now theater is what's holding you know, holding things up. So, right. Um, it's, Any it's um upcoming, of, so you're still in the theater scene, like you still, yeah, you know, like know what's bit. going on. Any yeah. um plays you're looking forward to seeing either one of you? Well, there, I don't mm-hmm. know if you know about this, but they're working on a Stranger Things play in mm-hmm. London. Really? Up, oh, Jared. Oh, wow. Jared just perked up. <laughs> it's a prequel. It's a prequel. Oh, nice. oh really? Yep. Okay. All the yep. they always so start in London and we got away from the commodity. Yeah, yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's that's pretty exciting that that's coming down the pike. The same producer that uh did Sonia Friedman, who did uh the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child oh, and a bunch of other stuff. So nice, that's awesome. I think it's gonna be good. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're a Stranger Things fan, I take it. I am not actually, no. but I think that's gonna be awesome. Oh, for sure. I mean, the visuals I saw. King Kong a couple of years ago. Oh, oh, that oh, was amazing. That was amazing when he's like running through the jungle and New York. Like <laughs> I was like, yeah. Well, gonna... the sad part is that the 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 theatrical part of the ape mm-hmm. was so much better than the show. <laughs> really, <laughs> the show I, I, really... I, I enjoyed the show. I didn't care for the show. I just didn't think that. I, I just didn't think it. I don't think it matched. The um, not the hype, but like I just thought, like the whole ape and, and that whole thing overshadowed the show. The show didn't oh, like those puppeteers I, I it, were amazing. It, it was just it, it was insane when, like you said, when he was running. Yeah, it was just 
yeah. it, it was it was again it's not cgi it was magical to see mm-hmm. it live and in mm-hmm. person and and, and a yeah. real live piece of that yeah um i actually had tickets for back to the future in december i'm excited to see I've that heard that's wonderful yeah that's yeah I, I can't wait i bought tickets uh because i um i'm part of something and i got pre-sale tickets so i was able to nice. get it be- a week before they went on sale and i'm looking at them like the prices i mean the prices were g- good but it was funny how it was cheaper six months after it initially comes out you know but uh yeah. my my favorite play i saw in new york phantom oh was that good <laughs> i love yeah phantom. i never saw phantom what <laughs> no. No. the way yeah, i got here, okay hmm? so here's so here's the here's the here's the funny thing because i was in annie mm-hmm. when i was like 12 to 14 years old people think like I know everything about Broadway. I've seen every show. I'm like, I, I haven't. I, I just haven't. There's, you know, very, very few Broadway shows. I saw Les Mis when Andrea was in it. Mm. You know, I, it's just one. certain things. Yeah. But I mean, it wasn't like I wasn't a, and maybe because I was in the business from when I was younger, I wasn't mm-hmm. um, like going to the theater all the time. Annie just happened to be another audition. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it wasn't like the other the uh the other theater piece i did before that i was eight years old and again you know i one of the best things about that was i love to paint and i got okay. to paint a chair in it and there was blood in it so i got to help the guy mix blood <laughs> so see this started a <laughs> i think i see a movie i think i see a movie role with you as being like the the killer. <laughs> yeah, I could be. Yes. Yes. Well, here's the no interesting thing about that. Gary Sandy was in that from WKRP in WKRP, Cincinnati. Yep. 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 Yeah. He was in that before anybody knew who he was. It was an off Broadway show at the Theater Delice on Christopher Street in the village. And the director was Sal Minio. Oh, wow. And he by far was one of the most sweetest kindest amazing men ever and even at like eight i knew that he like threw me a surprise eighth birthday and he was just so wonderful with everybody and i think through my career i have found anytime i have worked with somebody in production whether it's a director a stage manager whatever i have always found that people in those positions who have been actors before that are wonderful because oh, they yeah, know sure. how an actor wants to be treated, how they mm-hmm. want to be talked to. So yeah, I, yeah. I that's one of my fondest memories is, is working and being directed by him. Okay. okay. All right, Jared, you're up. All right. So we're going to jump into the world of horror conventions. When were you invited <laughs> to your first convention and how was it? Do you, either one of you have a memorable experience at a convention? Oh, well, I remember Bonnie and I, we did the first convention in Cherry Hill. Yeah. Oh, Monster Mania. Okay. Yeah. Stacy, Stacy, the first time I remember like getting that very tentative contact from Stacy because, you know, we didn't know who she was. (laughs) Like, Bonnie, did some girl call you? Did you hear from some lady? (laughs) Yes, exactly. And please, um, when you talk to Stacy next, 
ask her, be like, mm-hmm. I've been trying to get her on a podcast for well over a year. And I know she's busy with the conventions, <laughs> but she's the kind of person that I want to talk to about the life of a, a booking agent for conventions. Yeah. I yeah. think that's very interesting. Yeah. It is so, very interesting. But again, but but again, the reason the reason why we love her and Chris and her whole team, mm-hmm. she was a fan first. Yeah. Yeah. She was a fan going to these conventions before she did, you know, before she and Chris decided to start this amazing business and they protect their talent. Yeah. They mm-hmm. treat their talent very well. Like you always know. As a matter of fact, I just, I actually just um, hooked up Stacy and Andrea McArdle. Cause I'm like, Andrea has never done any of these. Cause a lot of them are so, um not so horror specific anymore yeah they really branch out into like horror plus mm-hmm. so uh you know and, and i i and i would never ever recommend anybody who so, i even had a question about yeah. and i knew that like I, I said to andrea and andrea was like i know if you're telling me about this person that this is the right person so Nice. Yeah. yeah, they're, they're so wonderful. You did Monster Mania like about how many years ago was that uh, ballpark figure? Oh, wow. Um, 2000. Hmm. Good it was a long time ago. I don't remember. Oh, so, a long time ago. So what did, what, did, yeah. what, did, what did you ladies think of it? Because you went together, correct? Well, we yeah. went. We, I mean, were like we were as, there together, yeah. As guests, yes. We were there so, together. Were you surprised? I mean, because when... Monster Mania came out about 20 years ago, and then it was, you know, it was kind of like an unknown convention, and it's just grown into this huge monstrosity, which is awesome. But what was your feeling like at your first convention? Were you surprised that people, like, I know we talked about on MySpace and everything, but to actually meet the fans in person, what was going through oh, your yeah. it was It was amazing. I mean, it was, the thing that I noticed most is that people are just so super nice mm-hmm. you know i mean that that it's sort of like a contrast to the, the horror genre is is the people that love horror and love the burning are are nice people that um uh it was great and it was it was great to have have people who knew the movie so well mm-hmm. you know because I, yeah. I you know it's not i'm i certainly wasn't a major role in the film and and yet people knew me and knew my character and knew you know knew about um my character and and that was very cool to have people know the film well enough to know all the smaller characters too yeah do um since you've been doing conventions is there anything that stands out in your mind like had a fan like have you signed something crazy or anything like that oh yeah i think that i I honestly and Bonnie, I think you'll agree. I think that the the most elaborate stuff I saw or I remember seeing is when we did uh, the event in Tampa. Yes. I had never, like, that's where I saw yeah. the Japanese book. Okay. That's where I saw somebody brought, somebody you brought, like, poster. a nine-foot subway poster. Oh, wow. And it, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, and I think, and I think what sets what sets the horror fans apart from just basic movie fans is it's such a niche thing, that genre, mm-hmm. and not everybody gets it. Right. Yeah. So I think when they come, like the fans come to a convention, they're in their element. 
Mm-hmm. And they're yes. just so happy to be there. And they are just, I got to tell you, some of the best fans. Yeah. Y- yeah. That's, I have to totally agree with you. Like uh, the horror fans and the horror community are one of the nicest bunch of people that I have met and made friends. And uh, I'll give you an example, Blairstown, New Jersey. Um, a lot of the mm-hmm. old time, a lot of the old timers in town, um, they, they don't, they don't like the movie and they don't, they kind of resent the fans come in when it's Friday the 13th, but when they do come in, there's, they don't like cause a ruckus. There's no trash. They're, they're very respectful to the community, yeah. you know, I guess. And I'm so fortunate now where I live only an hour away from, from town. So I can go anytime I want. Mm-hmm. And I've made so many connections in town, like at the diner and, you know, uh, meeting Stacy through all of this, and you know, it, it's really, oh, yeah. it's really great. And yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's how I met Jared through the horror community. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like mm-hmm. the little brother he never wanted. Actually, the older brother he never wanted. <laughs> older than me. So, um, all right. Well, so the one thing even about the Blairstown event is that you know, for me, it's fairly local. Right. So yeah. you know, Stacy's like, "Hey, you want to come up?" And then she's like, "Hey, you want to come back the next day?" Sure. <laughs> you, know, yeah, you know, it was not uh, that great. far for me. It's fun because it was kind of like a Camp Crystal Lake versus uh, what was the name? Yeah. Of it? it wasn't Blackfoot. It was something else. But it would have yeah. been great to have yeah, a little po- Blackfoot. Blackfoot yeah. little pose yeah, off, you know, <laughs> with the councils yeah. from Friday Thirteenth <laughs> and the campers <laughs> from the burning. That would have been a great photo. Yep. Off, you know, maybe we can do it yeah. next year. Because there is a Friday yeah. 13th in September, like of 2024. Ah, so, there you go. There you go. There you go. I smell sequel. There you so, go. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, okay. So since we're talking about conventions, let's talk about you ladies will be appearing at the Mahoning Drive-In on August 31st. Uh, the floor is yours to talk about the event since you've been there before. I haven't. So talk to us about what we can expect. Oh, it's a, I, I just love that place. I mean, I think it's amazing. It's, it's, they, they show everything on 35 millimeters. So mm-hmm. you, not only do you get the original feel of the movie, but then you're outside. So it's like, it's like the perfect place to watch the burning because it, it's sort of like a campsite. <laughs> you know, people stay yeah, overnight and you can there. Yeah. there. Weekend. Yeah. yeah. See, I couldn't do that. I'm a diva. Okay. I need <laughs> hot water, shower. I glamp. I don't camp. Um, but it's awesome. I don't blame you. <laughs> it's awesome how that drive-in was on the verge of going under. Yes. The documentary comes out and they're just big again, which is great. Uh, they play all the great classics on the screen. Um, and what a great way to end the summer by doing this event because it's a yeah. four day event. And you guys will be there for kicking it off, th- yep. kicking it off on Thursday. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, it's like, cool because they do they do like like two or three films every night. So it's just it's epic. And like just the fact that you can go to a drive-in. Yeah. I mean, that's just it's just so cool. Yeah, and um, where I moved from in Vineland, New Jersey, there was a drive-in, and yep. he didn't do this. And I'm like, you are missing out, my friend. You know, like yeah. just yeah. all the cool stuff. Like uh, the, I mean, he did. He would play a few old horror movies. Like he did, like The Exorcist and something else, but nothing like what the Mahoning mm-hmm. does. Um, Rick lives yeah. um, out in Ohio, and he said, um, 
uh we would love to go would love to go to this you guys get all the coolest horror stuff near you if i ever get rich i'm moving closer to you guys so i can get more of this yeah because <laughs> rich is in ohio well, and they don't do a lot out there unfortunately yeah well you know what the mahoning is is very special and they're very unique because they have a very good relationship with a gentleman by the name of harry guero okay and he is the keeper he's the keeper of the gold I mean, yeah. he has the original prints of actually the the print they will be showing his print. It's actually I believe it's the European one because it was in much better condition mm. when yes. he was looking to acquire it than the U.S. one. OK, so so, you know, he's just and just the machines that run these, the old machines, how they right. keep them going. It's, yeah. it's an experience. It's a whole experience. Right, right. It's like the um, only way I can. It's just something you'll never experience going to a movie theater. Yeah. So uh, you'll be there signing autographs. Now, are you current mm-hmm. SAG members or no? Because um, there's um, a, there's those people um, get you know with the conventions. I know there's like actors can do something, but they can't do you know they can't do another thing. Like, can you kind of explain? Yeah. Mine are like, all suspended because I don't really work. Yeah. In, in I don't actively work. Okay. So all of my mine are on like dormant or hibernate. Yeah. I don't know whatever they call it. So you're allowed to talk about your what you worked on because I'm hearing that this, which I thought was kind of weird. I thought if they already completed something and it's already been out, they can talk about it. It's just any current or upcoming that they're working on, they cannot talk about. Um, can wow, I, you... I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know. If that's I, true yeah, there's. Not. I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think that. Um, you know, the, the way I fall out on this is that the burning was so long ago and it, and it, and, you know, the original company that put it out, I mean, I I don't, I don't know how, but they went bankrupt, whatever was distributing it. So, I mean, it's like, it's like a non-discussion because nobody's profiting from this at all. Um, and I mean, from the people that produce the burning. So there's mm-hmm. no producers involved in, in this kind of a, a scenario, but I think that, yeah, there's, there's a ban on um, promoting projects that, that are, um, that have been shot. I mean, that's, that's part of the strike. Yeah. Cause I know like, um, like there was just a monster mania last uh, weekend or two weeks ago. Last and, weekend. Um, yeah. Last weekend. And like they couldn't personalize, they couldn't put a, a quote down. And the first was like, they'll only have headshots. They won't have like, oh. a picture from the movie. But I don't think that was the case. I could, unless people bought the eight by tens, but from a vendor. No, you know, I like, heard basically everything was how it's been except for the panels they shut it down all the panels oh, but all nice. the all the signatures were pretty much the same okay oh. all right all right yeah. so um the ladies the floor is yours if you want to talk about anything you're working on uh collaborating on upcoming projects whatever you want to talk about uh if you have a social media site where uh, fans can see you we'll start off with shelly if you want to talk um actually um I don't really have any projects in the works right now. Um, I occasionally, you know, consult with um, different productions of Annie. Um, you know, a year and a half ago, I was in Texas to see a production, um, like a theater production that was amazing okay. that I helped like just kind of talk to the kids. It was an, it was a high school production, but I got to tell you, it was better than some of the community theater productions I've seen of Annie. Oh, it was wow. fabulous. Um, so I do that. I have a, a day job, a real job. 
and then um i have a crochet business oh yeah i like to crochet you crochet little horror figures (laughs) you know what that's one thing i don't crochet you don't have little crochet cropsies come on (laughs) there is there is a market for them you you will sell them trust us yes there is a market for them there you go tiger crocheted by tiger there you go there you go there you go there you go yeah no, I started. I started a little crochet business doing baby blankets and, oh, nice. and blankets, and uh, I give ten percent of the proceeds back to uh, Sloan Kettering to pediatric cancer research. Very nice. Uh, is there a website yeah. um, people can visit to see? Um, your- it's on my Facebook. Okay. It's on my Facebook, and it's also it's um it's a uh, it's a very it's a very difficult name. I don't know why I picked this name. I mean, I know why I picked this name, but it's amethyst, like the color amethyst. Okay. And uh, the second word is Soteria, S-O-T-E-R-I-A. And uh, she's the Greek goddess of uh, recovery. Oh, nice. We can we can put it on the notes on YouTube for you, the link and everything. Yeah, Amethyst, yeah, AmethystSoteria.com. I'm I'm telling you, though, if you want to make some extra money, horror characters, crocheting. I'm good. You know what? Okay, so here's the thing. Those things are called amigurinis. Anything that's like a little figurine or anything that's crocheted. Okay. And I got to tell you. There's so many, I, I've thought about that a couple of times and every time I look at them and every, I'm like, oh, that's really like a little baby Yoda. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah. that's so cute. And I'm like, oh, all those pieces to, to join together. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I had someone. I'll to my blankets. And <laughs> I had someone, because um, I'm a Jason Voorhees cosplayer. So I had someone, my wife saw a uh, blinged out um, hockey mask. So my hockey mask maker at the time, Jen, she um, made me one and she had to individually glue each uh, gem or whatever you want to call it on the hot. I mean, I, I mean, she, you know, she loves what she, she does. And it was like one of her first ones, That's but she's great. like, I don't think I'll ever do that again. <laughs> All right, Bonnie. So Bonnie. Anything well, you I'm, want to plug? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't have a whole lot to plug, but um, what's going on in my life is I, I mean, I am on Facebook and I'm on Instagram um, I am a part-time director of children's ministry, and we just started a um, children's theater, theater for young audiences that we've been doing with teenagers. So that, that's pretty exciting. It's called, uh, what is it called? Uh, theater, Red Bank Theater for Young Audiences in Red Bank, New Jersey. I so, love Red Bank. That's a yeah. beautiful town. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool. And, and we've had um, we've done two shows and we're going to do Cinderella this December. So that's oh, nice. exciting way to, to be involved with young people. I like, I like kids a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jared, do you have I, any think, I think that's great. You know, anytime you get involved with kids, it's worth yeah. it, especially with acting, because yep. you know what? Acting does so much for them. It gives them a so chance, much. especially yeah. like shy kids. It gives them a chance yes. to, to do something they wouldn't normally do in their regular, like everyday life. They can like actually explore another part of themselves in a safe environment. Yep. So I think it's and, great. You know, that's why like I, I got into cosplay very late in the game. I'm considered like the senior citizen in the cosplay world um, for like Jason Voorhees. And I'm a very reserved guy, you know, for 16 mm-hmm. years I worked uh, with adults with uh, intellectual disabilities. So I'm, I'm, oh, an, admin- right. I'm an administrator. Oh, wow you know so i'm a nine to five guy during the week but on the weekends i slash people but um (laughs) it was like uh there was 
there was a quote or uh gary Busey when he was interviewed for um buddy holly story and he was like mm-hmm. when i when i put on the glasses i became a different person and that's how i feel like when i put on the hockey mask yeah because i'm shy and reserved but when i put on a hockey mask i could be someone else yes or, oh exactly exactly yeah. exactly oh yeah and it develops empathy and listening skills and teamwork and all all kinds of things I oh mean, yeah. it's, it's yeah. a it's a wonderful it's, it's a wonderful level it really is yeah 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 and we it's actually um it's a free to perform in as well as free to attend theater program that's granted by the church um as an outreach so um their red bank has a very diverse population um with some people that are very wealthy and some people that are are impoverished and so you know kids don't see theater um yeah. so to do do theater for children that's accessible is was really something that i wanted to that's, do that's so is, awesome. is there a website yeah. i'm sorry is there a website you might mention it and i maybe i didn't catch it or a facebook page it's, for this um it, yeah it's it's long because it's part of it's the umc of redbank.org and then if you do the pull down for the theater for young audiences oh, okay it's awesome it's, it doesn't have its own website okay well yeah we'll look it up okay awesome yeah. uh jared do you have any final questions for the ladies i do not this yeah. has been amazing yeah it's been a great interview it's like uh you know we were a little i was a little nervous at first because it's a celebrity interview and you kind of always you know you want to make sure you ask the right questions and i felt the conversation flowed very well so uh it was really nice it was a lot of fun yes yeah, thank you guys yeah. so much and plus i was nervous I'm because I'm... you're not going to be able to you're not going to be able to come to the mahoning i, I know. wish you were that would have been I fun no i know i know um but I have plans with Jared and, you know, I can't break these. He's my bro. Oh, Jared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm sure you'll be there. I'm sure they'll, they'll have it for years to come and we'll catch you next year. But like I'm saying, I'm telling you, September 13th, 2024, we need a, a sequel. Heavy ladies come We need a again. Blair sound. Yeah, actually, yes. I was already talking to Stacey. Uh, uh, we, we briefly talking about it, like, uh, because the the diner owner of the diners wanted to do something this Friday thirteenth, but he waited a little too long, and by oh, that time yeah. everyone was booked for something. But Stacy and I briefly talked about doing something um, next year, kind of like on the same line, just vendors and um, alumni. So it'd be great to have you, you girls come on back. That'd be amazing. Town. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, that would be fun. All right, Bonnie Shelley. It's been. A and pleasure. Honor. We greatly yes. appreciate it. Thank you yeah. so much for coming on. It's an honor oh, for me as well. Welcome. Thank you. Love yeah. meeting people who appreciate the burning. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, this uh like I said, I'll, I'll make sure that I send Stacy the YouTube link so you can watch yourself and Shelly listen to yourself uh awesome. or, and watch uh on our YouTube channel. Great. Okay. That and, great. I'll, and I'll send you a friend request too, so we can keep in touch. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then yeah. this way Definitely. I'll send you also send you information on the uh on the camp. Oh yeah, absolutely. And definitely we'll have definitely have to make plans in the near future to get together. You, me, Stacy, Jared, Chris, and see if we can get up to the old filming locations and shoot some yeah. video. Yeah, even if That'd we find crazy. even if we find one location, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, for they, sure. They can uh if there's one location left that we shot at or that one of the scenes that like people know 
then absolutely we you know yeah. maybe we could start doing know. something like they start, do Friday the 13th. I might have to start working out and getting my glazer shorts on too, you know. <laughs> oh, we are we are putting you on the floating dock so you, you have to be out there. Oh no, 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 no. no. Yeah, I got to go find those Daisy Dukes again. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Oh, All right, man. ladies. All right. Thank you guys Thank so you. much. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Bye.